It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome back to the FlowTrack Podcast, FlowTrackPodcast at gmail.com. I'm Kevin. He's Lincoln. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and on the website, FlowTrack.org slash Podcast. Hello and good morning, Lincoln. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Kevin. How are you? Uh, making it, getting by, getting through. Mm-hmm. Uh, very excited, though, to talk about these Bowerman Track Club interest squad meet results they lived up to the billing we mm-hmm. we previewed him we made predictions it was like it wasn't even 2020 again and the race happened and i think it exceeded pretty much everybody's expectations you know unlike a lot of sequels this one was definitely better than its predecessor <laughs> this was the portland inner squad 2 we all were familiar with the portland inner squad 1 i mean who could forget elise cranny's performance and uh, Grant Fisher and Sean McGordy's performance. But those right, times right. from the first one were blown out of the water with a couple seasons best, Kevin. I mean, I think that's all we can <laughs> say about them. Just some season some seasonal best. Some world leads, perhaps? Yeah. Would you like a world yeah. lead? <laughs> yeah. Um, look, we 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 broke it down on the when we when we got the entries or when we knew that Schweizer and Hulahan were gonna go for it. To me, I thought there were so many reasons why the American record would be broken. There's so many reasons why Shelby in particular would be able to go under 1430 and become the first American woman to do that. But I have to admit, I did not see 1423. And the lesson I'm now Mm -hmm. taking from these things is take what you think is going to happen and then drop about 10 seconds from it. And that's that's the result, basically. Yeah, I'll, I'll take my crow with a side of coffee. I thought that 1434 was going to be more of an impediment than it truthfully was. I should have known better. I think your point that Shelby was two years more fitter and clearly had run spectacular times in, in between in the 1500 and the 5000 should have been a sign. And we all know Chris Swizer is just her game has just been increasing with every single race she runs. I should have known, but. You said sub-1430, and I thought, God, that seems like a step too far. Turns out she was closer to running sub-1420 than she was yeah. to, to breaking 1430. Uh, again, the having the full team out there for, on the women's side, 70s, 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 70s consistently, and then you just let Shelby Houlihan go to work. She took over, didn't mess around, didn't – I think after – allowing uh, Swizer to pass her, or at least having that happen to her at the Boston indoor meet, it seemed like right. her strategy was, Swizer can never go past me, and it, and it worked well, and then she had she had the speed necessary to, to get under. But Swizer, a 14.26, that's not a bad second place performance. That's, that's <laughs> like, it's just not lost in this, you wanna forget how much better she is. And I wrote in just the recap, Houlihan probably won't run the 5,000 at the Olympics just because of the schedule, but you have a pretty good replacement already there on the Bowerman Track Club with somebody who can run 1426. That's not even your best 5,000 meter runner. So it's just another banner day for this team. Yeah. And the team is stronger than it was two years ago too. Shelby, Mm -hmm. yes, is, is better, but you have Elise Cranny there who bridges the gap a bit from the 3000 meter 
rabbiting job, which I think Quigley took him through about 3,000, if I'm not mistaken, or Frerichs. And and crannied that last little bit, and then Houlihan had to do the last 1,400 by herself. But just in what other scenario, in what other race, Europe or otherwise, are you going to get a 1,448 woman to be a rabbit? It's just, it's not going to happen, right? And where else are you going to get... Where else are you going to get one of the best steeplers in the world and another one of the best steeplers in the world in Frerichs and Quigley to serve as pacers for this attempt? The team has just gotten so good. So the the, the stars at the very, very top of this given event um, are going to reap even more benefits from it, and that being Schweizer and Houlihan. Houlihan also in 2018 didn't have Schweizer on her. And yeah, yeah, you're right. Shelby almost ran this like an indoor race of just like with that with 600 to go. It was pretty cool because Schweizer went wide, and Shelby's like, mm-hmm. nope. And then she tried to yeah. do it again, and she said no. And even though she wasn't getting the benefit of drafting, just having her there, I think really helped Shelby. She cut down what she went 68, 65, 61, basically mm-hmm. that last that last 1200. I think a lot of that was Schweizer was. Bre- breathing down her neck and also she had to do no work really up until that point the pacing yeah. was absolutely perfect and credit to right. Schweizer those for hanging in until the last lap and remember it wasn't that many months ago when you and I were in Doha interviewing Krisha Schweizer after she set a massive PR to get into the 1440s in Doha and you're like well that was a dream race I don't know if she'll ever yeah. do that again and now she's breaking it by 20 seconds yeah, she's uh, over a hundred meters better over for five thousand. Yeah. That, that's crazy. Um, I just enjoy watching the competitiveness these two women bring when they when they get together, even for a race. It's 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 weird because it's like both high stakes because the time that's at that's at stake, but also a low stakes because ultimately, like it doesn't really matter who wins. I mean, there's no medals on the line. There's no teams to mm-hmm. be made here, but records are obviously important. But seeing Swizer make that play, knowing that's her best move with, from such a long way out. I mean, she could have been content to just hang on and just say, well, if I get if I get second place, is that really that bad? People, even though I beat Shelby Houlihan in February, most people are expecting Shelby Houlihan to win. And she could have just said, I'm just going to hang on and run a ridiculously fast time and be the second fastest American ever. Yeah. No, she was not content for that. She tried to go past with, you know, a couple lap, few laps to go. And that is, that was a bold play. And I, I mean, I, I guess it could have jeopardized her race. You know, she could have completely fell apart and she didn't. Um, but just that, that like, comp- she's like the first woman, it feels like in the U.S. And I, I don't want to, you know, disrespect Jenny Simpson's name. Obviously, she's not terrified of Shelby Houlihan, but there is kind of this reverence that Shelby Houlihan carries where it seems like other female athletes in the U.S. are scared to challenge her. And Swizer doesn't have that fear, it seems like. And maybe that's a part of beating her and, ha- and training with her every day. But uh, she's not afraid to, to, to just say, well, I know you have a great kick, so I'm going to try to run it out of you. Um, and it did work that one time. Didn't work here, but um, Swizer is a special, special talent on her own, even inside the shadow of Shelby Houlihan. Yeah, the audacity of that move mm-hmm. said a lot about Schweizer's confidence. This is her mm-hmm. third third summer running professionally. That first summer, she was fresh off her last year in college. So her really older and and this is the performance that she's to this is the these are the types of performances that she's able to turn in. You'd think that there, that she would defer, right? You, you'd think that there would be some yeah. fear factor here, uh, and, and there's so many reasons, as you mentioned, to just be like, okay, keep it together, and I can break fourteen thirty. Keep it together, and I can mm-hmm. break fourteen thirty. She's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for the win. Yeah. I just I th- I think that bodes so well for her chances metal wise because if you can mm-hmm. go toe to toe with Shelby Houlihan in yeah. a race are you really going to be intimidated by anybody else you see on the Diamond League circuit I don't I don't think so why would you yeah. be Yeah and sit closing in 60 I don't want to make this all about Swizer it's just I can t- just knowing that she's probably going to be the face of the 5000 because Shelby's interests are going to be in the 1500 
She closed in 63 and got dusted. I mean, that is just a sign of Houlihan's greatness. I mean, she closed in a, I think she closed in a faster last lap, that's Schweizer, than Lopez Lemong did. And Lopez Lemong ran 12.58. Like, <laughs> that's just, that's ridiculous how well both those women closed and off of such a ambitious and obviously record-breaking pace. Uh, these, these are the best two runners in the United States right now for the women. And it's cool that they're on the same team and it's cool that they don't avoid each other. It's just, it's an enjoyable, especially right now, having these, these two go at it again. I don't know what the rest of the season will hold. Will they chase? I mean, I, I don't know how, how it could happen to where Shelby could tra- chase the 1500 American record. Cause it's so fast. It, that would seem like a tough one to crack, but possibilities yeah. seem endless. I mean, could they, I know it's not Houlihan's, bread and butter could they go after the 10,000 meter record I mean there's just so much left to, to be done here in this season and you were talking about yesterday this season seems built for the Bowerman Track Clubs seemingly because they don't have to leave Portland and they get to design can control all the controllables in in this in this kind of busted season uh and they're thriving in it 825 is the American record outdoors in the 3,000 if I'm um, looking at that right, that's that, that's a, that's like a dumb one to chase. You might as well give them that because because Swizer already has that mark from. I mean, she's the fastest American over 3K, period. She's already run faster, I think, than the than the outdoor record. So, go for. Yeah, uh, I don't know what else do you go I'm for. Saying, uh, do you go? Well, well, you got two more meets, right? You got two more meets. Yeah. You have Portland yeah. Air Squad three, and you got Portland mm-hmm. Air Squad four, I believe, is what they're going. Yeah. Or they the last one, the Empire Strikes Back. I don't remember. Maybe it's uh, uh, Phantom Menace, something like they that. They need to start naming them after, like, similarly to Fast and Furious. Uh, so Portland Inner Squad Four, think Portland <laughs> Speed in Portland, or Portland's Portland's fastest, yeah, yeah. or yeah, something like that. Hulahan Drift, something like that. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Yeah, I think. Look, I could smell this five thousand record attempt coming. I'm. I'm. I think there's going to be a 3,000. I think they're just going to knock it out. I think they're going to try to go under like 820 or something ridiculous. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I mean, absolutely possible. Coco's, possible. Coco's run 820 flat, and Safan Hassan has run 818. So Yeah, blow those why out not? of the water. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then you're and then everybody else. Then the top, the top five times all come from Beijing in 1993. Then it's Safan Hassan at an 818. Then another Beijing 1993 time. Then it's Coco. Mm-hmm. Then it's G'day. So there's really only three contemporaries up there. Four if you want to count Obiri, who's right at 820. But that seems to be a good mark for them to mm-hmm. chase. You you seem very confident that she's going to run the 1500 at the Olympics. I think in terms of best medal, I think it just depends on what Safan Hassan decides to do. Because I think mm-hmm. if you take Safan, if you take Safan Hassan out of the 5,000, I think Houlihan has just as good a chance at winning that as she does the 1,500. Wow. Um, that's a good point. The 5,000 would seem to be, I mean, like it's it's almost arguably her better distance just because she closes so well. Um, and in the when you compare it to the competition, I mean, I don't think Obiri can close as well as her in, in a, in a 5,000. She doesn't have that raw speed. Um, and she's the two-time reigning world champion. Um, that's a that's a good question. I guess I was assuming because that was the, that's the distance she competes in in the Diamond League, and that's what she ran in the in the world championships. I, I guess I thought that was the case, but I suppose I should leave open the possibility that she'll run the the five k. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just think that finishing four, running 354 and then finishing fourth is going to make her hungry to not just go away from that, that distance. But I guess we shall see. Yeah, I, I just think a lot of it. You have one person who lords over both of the events, over basically all the distance events, right? Regardless of mm-hmm. whatever she decides to do. And I think you take her out of the mix and it's Houlihan. It'd be one thing if she's a 14... 14- if she's her PR still at fourteen thirty four, right, or her PR mm-hmm. is in fourteen forty range, like we've seen that before, and then that's tough because then you get into the World Championships and the women that you're competing against, you know, like last year, right? I mean, there's always that fast five thousand on the Diamond League circuit. It seems right. like where a bunch of people run low fourteen twenties, 
but now she's one of those people who's run a low fourteen twenty. So mm-hmm. how are you going to beat? How are you going to beat Shelby Houlihan? What's the path to beating Shelby Houlihan in the five thousand? You can't go slow. That would be a recipe for disaster if you're trying to beat her. You can't go hard from the gun because now she has a fourteen twenty three personal best. You can do that long windup thing, but that's kind of what she did here, right? When you go 68, right. 65, 61, that replicates a lot of championship races where maybe they weren't running 70s in the first half of the race. Maybe they're running 74s or 75s, but still she's able to get down to 61 pace. There's not a yeah. lot of ways to beat there's not a lot of ways to beat her in a 5000. Also not a lot of ways to beat her in the 1500 either, but the 1500 just introduces obviously a lot more uh, variables and there's obviously people with really good closing speed there as well too. I mean, she's it's a good position to be in. It's a good problem to yeah. have with, with both of these. I just think when you're talking about, hey, my PR now is it is low fourteen twenties. The 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 sky is the limit for what she can do in that event in a championship setting with her with her kick. Yeah, I just the issue you run up against in both events and. It, her speed should be able to trump this, but is the experience because in the 1500, you have Hassan, a world champion, you have Faith Kipiegan, a world champion, uh, and, and you have other women that have just accomplished more as far as the podium, and you have the same thing in the 5K. If Hassan is there, you have Obiri, the two time defending world champion, you have Hassan who would be the favorite if she came into that mm-hmm. event. Uh, so that, that that's the only thing. I think both. I almost wonder if it comes down to a prestige thing, like the 1500 is winning that is it is would would be a bigger deal. I mean, winning a medal of any kind, I don't think she's maybe going to look at it necessarily as which one's a better chance to medal. It's which one's a better chance to, to get gold. And I, I, well, what about, what about history I think it's too, though? In yeah. The, yeah. In, in, in the five, she could be, if she medals, she'd be the first yeah. one. And, if she, and then gold obviously would be an entirely bigger step up, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not ruling it out. I think she'll run both of the trials. And then they'll make the decision later on. Because the schedule, it's, right? You can't. I, I always forget. You're the schedule master. Yeah, I am the schedule master. Thank you for referring to me mm-hmm. as as such. I have I had some notes on this pulled up. Let me see if I can do that without uh, completely just destroying my internet connection here. <laughs> because G- Gordon and I were going to do a couple weeks ago now. Maybe it was a week ago. Who knows? I have lost track of time. But at yeah, some point, at some point, Gordon and I were going to do a a podcast on predicting the trials um, finishes a year out, mm-hmm. right? And then news came up and then we didn't actually do it. So, uh, but in those notes I wrote there about what, basically what um, what is possible in terms of doubles. Yeah, yeah. Cause I was also looking at the, I was looking at the 400, 400 hurdles double. I was really going outside the box, Lincoln. You yeah. appreciate that and see yeah, how possible that was. Um, and now I'm not able to find this That's document. Fine. There's, there's overlap basically. Hold yeah. On. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me give one more shot. July 3rd. Was okay. it going to be July 3rd? Was that when I was going to do it? Let's say yes. Okay. I found it. Here we go. So, uh, women's, you want to know about the 5,000. Is that correct? Well, um, I just want to know the, yeah, the rel- relative to the 1500. Yeah. So what did I write on here? Oh, it overlaps at the Olympics. Yes. Sorry. I don't have the exact days. That was like anticlimactic, but yes, it, it, it overlaps. I think you have, uh, the 1500 in the first half and then the 5,000 in the second half. Cause I think the women's, uh, 10 K goes first. The Olympics. Um, so it's a situation where you'd have to run. Remember in Doha, weren't the 1500 and 5,000 finals on the same day, like 10 minutes apart or something. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on. I stand corrected. Let me just let me just read this to you. you want, let me read this to okay. you. We have whole hour, right? Yeah. People like this yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. Ready. Day yeah, one. Yeah. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. It's July thirty first. You're in Tokyo, Lincoln. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, day one in the evening. You have the five thousand round one for the women. So women's five thousand on that first day. Uh, day two, you got nothing. Day three, August second. You still got nothing. A uh, day four, okay, cool. August August third, day four. You have oh yeah, never mind. This five is not possible. Final. No, five but in the morning final. you have fifty. But you have fifteen hundred round one in the morning, and yeah, then you have five k final at night. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, does so it? That's, does that's, the fact that it's? Yeah, I was going to say the fact the fact that it's not possible doesn't that hint that Hassan's going to do the the fifteen hundred ten double again, and so or she could she could do the five ten though too. Oh right, sorry. I just feel like you run three fifty one, you have to <clears throat> you have to run the fifteen hundred again. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. It's it is rule. all. It's all dependent on, <clears throat> excuse me, what Hassan's going to do. And if we remember going back, she played her cards very intelligently. We got to Doha last fall, and we still didn't know what double Hassan was going to yeah. do. So she's going to she holds that tightly to get that competitive advantage. Houlihan will qualify for both in the in the trials, and then we'll I guess we'll we'll find out. But it's a it, it's a definitely after this latest performance it's an argument to be had which event she's better suited for um and i think it comes down to who else is in the race but uh it's not like she's missing on any endurance or anything like that like she's 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 there i just i just wonder having come so close in the 1500 if that would be a tough one to uh let go of yeah and when you're talking about how she's going to spend the rest of the summer um, you know, all these steeplers are doing a lot of work, but they're not able to get anybody to pace them because they're gonna have to go over barriers. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe you got to do Frericks and quickly a solid and just learn to jump over some barriers and then, oh, uh, rabbit them. I mean, or you can just run love, around them, I guess. I would, man, I don't think that counts. I would love to see Shelby Houlihan in a steeple. I, we always say that, but ne that never seems to work. You know, I'd love to see. Paul Chalimo in a steeple and it's just, you know, they're just like, no, I'm not doing that. It takes a certain athlete yeah. that is a little crazy, I think, to to want to go for it. So yeah, I don't know if they'll get that pace job. I'd love to to see her try to pace and then realize, oh, this isn't as bad as I thought, and finish it and yeah. run eight fifty seven <laughs> or something. Uh <laughs> yeah, barriers aren't that high. I just I feel bad because you like on the men's side of things, you got Jager out there doing all that work too. Right. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and and people got to pace him. So let's talk about that men's five thousand. Uh, you know it's a good week when a man running in the 1240s is, <laughs> is mentioned is mentioned second here. Uh, yeah. What a what a run! What a run for Mo Ahmed. Mm. He also got some good pacing um, early on in this race, but then had to do the long drive for home as well. Closed the last mile under four minutes, 357, yeah. 358 or so. Um, Breaks breaks his Canadian record, breaks the North American record of which I Keep know you follow. Them. Extremely mm -hmm. close, yeah. Stadium record, take that. Jesuit mm -hmm. High School class of twenty twenty three. You guys are done for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lamong <laughs> held on. Lamong seemed like he was about three hundred meters behind, but Mohamed was going so fast that Lamong still oh. ran twelve fifty eight. And yeah, I saw a stat. I guess Schumacher has now coached five men under 13 with Lamong. I I have to assume Lopez Lamong is the only person in history to close the last 800 meters of a sub 13 race in 204. You said he was hanging on. He was hanging on for dear life because he because he got put in the blender by Mohamed who somehow went through the first 3000 meters in 746 and said that's a bit slow for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna ratchet this down all the way and make sure we're in the this this overall efforts in the four O's pace. Listen, we knew he was really really good by virtue of getting bronze and kind of quietly being one of the most underrated distance runners in the world. I think uh, for the last several years. I did not think he was 1247 good. I don't think anyone did. Maybe Schumacher and his teammates and, and, and Ahmed did. But, uh, you know, yeah. where does this go? You almost need to fly in the the, the Ethiopians if it, if it was safe and, and put on a Diamond League-type meet at the at the Jesuit high school and get <laughs> – if Kajelka is still around because the guy seemingly could have gone fat. I mean, he could have run like 1242 or something, you would think. Now, maybe it was perfect for him. But – and and it you know he just allowed him to show his speed at the at the end, but no, I did not see anyone running in the twelve forties. And even after a guy who won a bronze medal, um, I did not fully appreciate his skill set and did not know that he was going to put himself as one of the best five k runners in history in a in a lowly time trial. I, I've never seen something like this fastest ever in U.S. soil. And all of a sudden, you've mm. you really got to consider. E even after his bronze medal, I don't think we were like, nah, Mohamed could be the Olympic champion in the 5K. 
I don't think I really thought that. I thought, oh, good. This is his career highlight. That's great. You know, he's whatever he was last summer, 28, 29. This is probably be his high point. No, I mean, this is this is a guy who's got a very good shot at winning gold in, in Tokyo. Now, I know people have run in the 1240s all the time and not and not reach the, the pinnacle or anything. But the way he closed that was somebody who's going to be tough to beat if he stays on this form going through the next year. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it as a time trial, like it's that strange, but what, what more evidence do you need that these are fast racing opportunities? Like I, I get mm-hmm. that there was no one there still those last, those last three laps, right? He had to do those pretty much by himself. But at that point, if you're in rhythm, right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and you've had the benefit of the previous nine and a half laps, shutting off your mind and just going, if it's your day, it's, it's your day. Could he have gone a little quicker? Sure. Sure, he could have, but I mean, these things are set up perfectly, and I'm sure he knew yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure he knew exactly how long he was getting pacers, so he was able to prepare mentally for. Okay, I just got to go these last three laps. I mean, they've probably, I don't know if he had the the specific splits worked out, but he had some idea of how this thing was going to go. Um, Twelve forty seven though is surprising. I texted. I went. You watched this live. I went to bed because. Um, I'm old. I'm older than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I texted you for, before I went to bed or something, and I was like, well, uh, good luck watching the race. I'm excited for the Mark Scott 1240 run tonight. You know, just something like, <laughs> yeah, you know, just throwing something like completely ridiculous out there. Yeah. Obviously, Mark Scott didn't run, Mark Scott didn't run 1240, but my, my point being that I, when I woke yeah, up and I saw it. the time, yeah, well, yeah, but then you see the time, you're like, eh, okay, <laughs> okay, Mohamed ran 1247. Yeah. All right. I can play that. He's a really good runner and everybody's running fast right now in that group. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I kind of thought he would, would beat Lopez. I didn't think to, to that degree, but I, I don't think we've gotten to fully appreciate him as much as some of the other athletes on this team. One, because, you know, we think back last summer, he paced up to whatever it was, 4,600 meters for the Kincaid yeah. thing. And then also for the fact that he's not American. So here it's, we appreciate him and, you know, we we marvel at his career at Wisconsin and that he meddled, but, you know, he's not an American. So American fans are going to not obviously, I don't know, cheer for him as heavily as they as they would. But this guy is has gotten to a point where he's positioning himself to like i said to to be a gold medal threat and it kind of happened right under our noses and it 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 was it's been fascinating to watch i almost wonder with him we talk about neck you know next performances is this it for his 5000 i mean i don't want to this this in all likelihood this was a fully maximized performance and this is to the 10th of a second how fast he can run in a 5k right now but you do that and you think you get a little greedy and you're like, Could we, okay, let's go out in 744 and see yeah. if we can close even faster if we get, I don't know who else, I don't know who, I mean, there's no one else in the in, in the United States currently, unless Kajelka is fit and, and still in the US who could hang with him. But it's like, God, we're 10 seconds away from the world record. You get You get that in your head. And I know 10 <laughs> seconds is still a lot. You ten <laughs> seconds is still a lot, but when you close in one fifty six, you feel like oh, there's a I little li- bit. You want to go again. You want to try it, and then Bekele is right there. You get that carrot in front of you. Can oh, the Portland Inner Squad Four bring a five k world record? That's all I'm wanting to know. <laughs> you went farther than I thought you were going to go with that. I thought you were going to say something like, "Oh, can he go?" Uh, I don't know, twelve forty three or something like that. You went all the way down to the to the mark. To the, to the goat right there with Bekele. I just, I mean, just go for it. I mean, like, what is he? He's reaching the point. He's like, oh, you blow up and you run twelve fifty five. I mean, <laughs> like, just stop just, and turn I the don't know. off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, man, just, that didn't just count. go for it. I'm, I meant to run a three k this whole time. I meant to run three k yeah. this whole time. That's all it was. It was a three k. Just, just go for it. That's how good he is right now. I like I don't, it. We don't. Yeah. When is when is Portland Inner Squad for? Uh, isn't it? I think it's at the end of the month, maybe the all the way to the thirty first, something like that. I mean, uh, so look, what you're saying actually, I mean, it's crazy what you're saying, right? He he already took a huge chunk of time yeah. off of his personal best, so then you're asking him to take another huge chunk off the time of a personal best. But mm-hmm. if you're like, why not? You're right. Like, there's mm-hmm. literally no downside. Now, I know this group is famously cautious, which is what's making this summer so interesting with how they approach it but 
yeah, when else is he going to be in this shape with this opportunity? Yeah. And, yeah. and every other time in his career, probably something's going to pop up or prevent him yeah. from getting this, this opportunity. Why, why not? Why? Yeah. Why not? Just, just to see, just, just to see yeah, well, what else is, what else is there. And if we remember two years ago, I famously wrote a genius article that said, what happened to all the sub 13 five Ks? And then like five <laughs> days later, a bunch of people ran in the 1240 40s. But I kind of thought, <laughs> you know, these athletes get together in the diamond league and they tend to from three K to four K start looking around and say, who's going to take it. Maybe these time trial type situations that we rarely see. And now we're only seeing in mass because of the circumstances Maybe this is the perfect time to to go after a a yeah. really really fast time. Now he's already run really really fast, but when you're tenth best in the world, you know the tenth fastest man all time. Maybe you think I'd like to be top five, and then you get top five, and you. I mean, he, this may be it. Like running twelve forty seven, regardless how good of you, good you are, it takes a lot out of you, and he's probably feeling it right now. And well, you know, will want to recover, and and who knows, I you know, what else there's going to be left for him. He may be on pace duty for the next two inner squads, but I don't know. I would be interested to see if he can go a little bit faster. Yeah. I, I just think every world record is a huge leap, right? Every world record is mm -hmm. a, is a chance is a, in most cases, it's a, it's a big personal best, right? It's a, mm -hmm. it's a, you know, Wade Van Eker goes all the way down to 43. Oh, three. I, you know, I know, Rudy should knock on the door a couple times, but he goes under one well, when he broke it the last time goes under one forty one, right? Like mm -hmm. it takes a little bit of crazy to do, to do this stuff. And yeah. and you're right. Like if it goes wrong, it goes wrong, but he might. And here's the thing. Here's what's working. Here's what's, I don't think this is going to happen. Like in terms of, I don't think, I don't think they'll go for it, but what would be working in their favor of going for it? Is anytime everybody any every time anybody runs fast, really fast, what's the first thing they say? I didn't feel that hard. I think I go oh, faster. Yeah. Okay. yeah because yeah. when you go, when you go, I had a sprint coach tell me this a long time ago. It's it's because when you go fast, you did everything right, usually. Right? Mm -hmm. Technically. And then of course yeah. it felt easy because you did everything right. Now a little bit different for distance running, but I think distance runners are famous for going back and nitpicking and thinking, well, this lap, if this was here and then I could have done this and then I could have done that. And I actually finished yeah. and I felt really good. I felt really good. Right. I crossed the line and I wasn't a hundred, I wasn't completely yeah, that's spent. Adrenaline. Uh, yeah. Right. But they don't, but people don't know that. Right. I mean, yeah. it, you could be the, you could be the lowest level runner all the way up to an Olympic champion. Uh, I think when you, when you run a PR, you usually think I could go a little bit better because you're right. That, that adrenaline's pumping through. So that might be working in his favor of like, oh, man, mm -hmm. let me let me get it one more shot and I'll and I'll see what I can do. Worst case scenario, you leave the summer with a 1247 personal best in the 5,000. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to get hurt. And But I think back to Bekele's 1237 world record. I mean, he kind of, that, that was set up for him to run a world record and he did it yeah. all by himself. I mean, he obviously got paced, but this was same same thing with Bekele's 10K world record. And he was a special athlete to say the least. I don't know. I just think get it, get him. Let's say, let's try to go a little, a couple seconds faster through. I mean, he ran through in seven forty six, and then he got fat. I just, I, I just think there's maybe as a couple seconds out, out there now. Maybe there's not. You know, maybe closing in one fifty six was exactly the design. And ten seconds to be sure is still a lot of time yeah. to cut off. I mean, we even win whoever it was. Uh, whenever why can't I? When Borrega ran twelve forty three in twenty eighteen, and you're kind of like six seconds away that's pretty close but knowing that it's so hard to run that fast you really can only run that fast uh, once every couple of years just the the situations but this is given the situations yeah. but this is a special time and and so may, maybe you take a couple of weeks off you take three weeks off of racing and then maybe Ahmed, Ahmed can can tackle this again it, it's going to be difficult and it'd have to be perfectly set up for him and you'd have to have that want and of course Jerry's permission to say I'm going to try to even go faster um no, you get Nike a, to take Kajelka a yeah. boatload of money if Kajelka's fit to, to get him get him through like forty two hundred or something. Yeah, that's worth. I mean, the fact that we're even entertaining this conversation shows it's a worthy endeavor, right? Because I mean, mm -hmm. what percent chance would you need to an attempt a world record 
to think it's worthwhile, given the risk of injury or whatever mm. else could happen. I mean, this is a career-defining moment here, right? It's mm-hmm. what you dream of growing up, medals and, and, and world records. And, I mean, if there's even a 1% chance that you could hit on it, is it, is it worth a shot? Mm, mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I would think so. I would, th- I would think unless you're thinking there's a 2% chance I'll get injured. Uh, and then you say that's double the chances. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. My question is though, we think when you say the, the word, the name Mo around running track and field, we still think of Mo Farah and he's got a few gold medals on top of Mo, Mo Ahmed, but does, does Mo, does, does Mo Ahmed need to do his own version of the Mo bot? You know, I, I, it's no, just, he's, no, he he's now the coolest Mo. He's the coolest Mo in town right now. You know, he's, he's, he's I'm just well, kidding. Um, if we're talking about, if we're talking about crazy plans to happen at the next two Portland inner squad meets, mm-hmm. uh, Houlihan just ran 14.23 and the world record's 14.11. Right. That, I don't, even though the, the difference between those times isn't that different as far as who, yeah, she's got 12 seconds and Ahmed's got, 10 maybe she's actually closer to it than he is i don't know it's it probably won't won't happen but god you could sell a lot of shelby houlihan jerseys if you uh (laughs) if if she went for that and it's the same with mohamed well just kidding that's not a thing but Uh, it'd be fun yeah i think yeah i think shelby would be because could you have you could have smooth out that pace too right i mean you go through it in 69 yeah, through the first 69. Yeah. I mean, and then that gets you to three K what? Seven, eight. Well, wait, hold on. Eight, eight seconds faster. Sorry. My math's bad. Yeah. And then that now it might be then tough to, to close the way she did. Yeah. Cause anytime you take something away somewhere, you have to a- add something back in another spot. But, you look at the clo- going from 68 to 65 down to 61, even from the 65 to the 61, uh, there's some time there. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this is why we would be great track coaches. And I would instruct all my <laughs> athletes from start to finish and how to handle the post-race interviews, beat a record. You you immediately say, Tiernesh Dababa's got nothing on me. And same with Mohamed. Bikaley's got nothing on me. On Nothing on me. It's just I, I'd just be such a great consultant for these athletes to show them how to to handle themselves. No, but uh, some but sometimes you're you're joking. But sometimes I think people who are so close to it get lost in the minutia of year to year. And uh, okay, now I, I ran this mark. I gotta shut it down. Maybe I'll do a yeah. fifteen hundred or three k and get ready for twenty twenty one. It's like hold on, hold on a second. You're yeah, you close to history just- now. This is the peak of your career. Yeah, as far as time, this is the peak of your career. Um, So, yeah, it's if if that's an interest, if if you think you left any time out there, I think it's worth to chase again. And I and I think there's a good chance they will. This may be the extent of it. They may have already, you know, um, pulled it as far as they can. Uh, stretched it as far as they can, and and th- and that's great. But and, and if that's the case, then then it's already been a fantastic attempt uh, or a, a fantastic outcome. But yeah, you get down. And, and, you know, the worst thing I guess that could happen, maybe not the worst, but like for a med, if he runs twelve forty five, and then you're like, I gotta go again. You know, I like, and, and if Shelby <laughs> runs fourteen, runs fourteen fifteen. Oh my god, I gotta try to. You know, but. Uh, yeah, it leaves you definitely wanting more. I mean, like I said, Portland Inner Squad 2, very clear that they were going to have to have a third movie after that. It's just there's too much too much anticipation around the second, the second, the sequel. So we, we got to go again. Yeah. We got super excited about 1448 and 1311. And they were like, hold on, let me <laughs> up the stakes a, a little bit with uh, – with this one. Yeah, I guess he runs it again. He runs 1244. You're just you're at the blackjack table at 2 a.m. Still trying to yeah. double your money. I mm-hmm. I kind of like again, again, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. Like just, yeah. just this is what this is what you train, this is what you work to do. And well, I mean, realistically, what's more value? What's more what are we gonna remember somebody like this more for? Another bronze medal? Or yeah, the times that they the times. That, yeah or the 
at, yeah. at, at this point, it's times, right? It's if he runs twelve forty two, even, and he goes twelve forty seven, and then twelve forty two, we're gonna always remember. Oh man, that summer of twenty twenty, he did he oh, did something he, that, I mean, look at the all time men's list. It's nuts, right? Like look at look at who's uh, up there and who's not up there, right? You got Bekele, thirty seven. You have uh, Haley Gabriel Selassie, thirty nine. Daniel Coleman, thirty nine. Bekele, 40, Gabriel Selassie, 41, and then Barrega, 43. Yeah. I mean, the, these the guys entire, have been pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're up there with Bekele, Gabriel Selassie, and Daniel Coleman, who famously had that crazy summer. I mean, all, other than Barrega, that's who's up there, right? Mm-hmm. Gabriel what's there at, at, at 1245, but... Some guy named Kipchoge it, at 1246. Yeah. But, you know, Farah's <laughs> not up there. No. Fair is not up there. Rupp, Rupp's not up there. Um, you know, Bekele, I, I consider Bekele, even though he's still running, as a 5,000 runner, I consider him the previous era, right? The era before this. Of course. Uh, yeah. So so it's the it's a chance to rule over the era in terms of time. I just, yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's incredible he's in his position. So you want to be, oh, wow, that's so awesome that you're even in this position. But then you think, okay, well, can you get greedy? Can you ask for more? It's true. And now that we've talked fully about this, we obviously have to get down to the, the nitty gritty of what spikes they were wearing. I know you've been a heavy critic of the Pass. fact that they wore Not- they wore actual shoes during this race, <laughs> which is cheating. Can you course. even trust can you trust anything? Can you trust anything? <laughs> I- I saw that Ahmed's were called the Dragonflies, which I did not which is cool. know about. Yeah. It's a no, cool name. Mean- it's a cool name yeah. because I gotta admit, Vaporfly, not a great name. Uh, mm. I'm just going to go out and say it. Dragonfly. That's a dragon is a better word to put in front of fly than vapor is. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that even alpha fly was a little much 4% next percent. All that stuff was getting a little complicated. Name it after a cool animal. Dragonfly. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Yeah, that's an insect. But- are, with, with Shelby though, because there's stuff still floats around. So let me repeat this for everybody who's concerned about Shelby Houlihan's spikes. She's using her old spikes. She's always mm-hmm. used her old spikes. She says she's going to continue to use her old spikes. She said it last year in Doha. People asked her questions about it. People looked at the spikes who knew a lot about spikes and said, hey, those are the old spikes. Those aren't the new spikes. So please, can we stop talking about Shelby Houlihan's spikes? That's all I have yeah. to say about that. Yeah, and I did see that. And I would think that you know, of course, if if we're not clear, we're talking about the the fact that World Athletics rules on spikes and they had to be out for a certain amount of time. And so there was some question about the new Nike spikes, uh, you know, that had the, the whatever the carbon fiber positioned in a certain they had to be. I don't you know what I'm saying They're They had to be out for a certain amount of time and people are questioning if they have. And yada, 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 yada. I would think that Nike and the Bowerman Track Club had this all figured out beforehand. I wouldn't think they went into this with the – and you mentioned Shelby's spikes were were old spikes and and meds were, were a different model. I, I would think they have all this figured out. So it seems like it's a waste of time, waste of air mm-hmm. to be discussing this. I literally put no stock in this. I know – some people want to generate controversy and I understand to an extent the road racing shoes, but when it comes to the spikes for me, and I'm not a scientific expert, I I, I just do not understand putting so much into this when we've already had a hard enough year. And I I just, I truthfully, I like, why are you trying to take the wind out of the sails of this? I, I just, they're not in roller skates. Like I don't, I just, I truthfully, I don't understand it. Um, they look like spikes I, too. That's the thing. Yeah. If you're going to complain about the road racing shoes, you're like, man, those he's on platforms, and yeah. that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. They don't look like old running shoes. These still look like spikes, and there's I, been shanks in, in 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 spikes for a while now. And someone who's a spikeologist can give give you all the details there. But I, yeah, the the gains that those things supposedly provided, um, I think, are inflated i know they were all over in doha right all over laura mirror about the super secret spikes the british media was because they didn't have a they didn't have a story that day dean asher smith yeah. or kjt maybe wasn't running or something um yeah. so they were all so they were all over that for for 15 minutes but yeah it's it's it it's ridiculous and if you're 
a hater of, of shoe takes as I am, Shelby doing well, just throws cold water on a lot of that right. in the same way that at the marathon trials, yes, on the men's side, all three of the guys were wearing super shoes, but I mean, Rupp and Riley were supposed to be in the mix. Abdi, I mean, came out of nowhere, but he always does. But on the women's side, you had Alfie and Tuliamuk and Molly Seidel going yeah. one one and two, despite the presence of all the super shoes out there. So I don't like you, Lincoln, for even bringing this up. And oh, sorry. Yeah, you're bad. Well, I was <laughs> being I was being facetious, um, of course. I but I I, I enjoyed I was too the, worse, I don't know. Yeah, I was. Uh, I just enjoyed that that some people are con- just intent on never being able to enjoy life if, at any. At, Here's the thing that people at don't any understand. stage. Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me explain to you, and you know this already, so I'm not really explaining to you. But what people don't understand is actually how few attempts really fast people have at running really fast because it does seem mm. counterintuitive, right? But you take someone like Mohamed, who doesn't race a lot, as is, because most of the Bowerman people don't race. I mean, when I say doesn't race a lot, doesn't race like a college athlete because most mm. pro athletes don't, right? Of course. How many truly, how many truly fast 5,000s has he been in? How many fast 5,000s has he been in where he is the focal point of that race. How many 5,000s has he, he yep. been in where the pace is set up for, for it? Right, exactly. Shelby, how many how many fast 5,000s has Shelby really run? And you can even Two. extend this down. <laughs> right. You can even extend this down to those to the sprints, right? When when someone who's run the 100 their whole life and really hasn't ever gotten in a fast 200 or someone who's run the 400 a lot and hasn't gotten in a fast 200, whatever, finally gets that chance after two years of focusing on another event and maybe getting their time. Oh, now they're a nine, nine, five hundred meter runner. Right. Or on the women's side, maybe they're 49, four in the 400. Well then of course they're going to run a fast 200, right? It just mm-hmm. science tells us that there could be nothing sinister at all about it. But a lot of people from the outside, they just look at a time progression chart devoid of all context. And then they're like, Oh wow, man. This this doesn't this doesn't make any sense. Matt Centrowitz, what do you win the Olympics in in Rio? Three forty something, and then he ran what? Oh man, there must be something fishy. And they, I, I think people do not understand, or they're willfully ignorant about the context around certain performances. Doesn't mean everything's above board a hundred percent of the time. Obviously, in this sport, there's been issues, but. Uh, you have to dig a little deeper and find the the context. So Shelby dropping 10 seconds off of a time from two years ago when she's way faster with the benefit of having faster teammates around her and not having to travel, and that equates to 10 seconds, that makes a lot of sense to me. That makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense that she would be able to do that. And I think it makes sense to a lot of people um, without having to dig any deeper and look at patents of shoes. I totally, I wholeheartedly agree. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the status of if the shoes have been released. I'm not, can, I, I am not interested in digging into where, which I'm not calling every Nike outlet to ask if that way, when they've released a shoe. I just, I, there's a difference between being aloof to so-called, you know, skirting the rules and then, then being a, crazy person who looks at every performance now if there's not a doping suspicion around an athlete well then it's got to be the shoes right or it's got to be something else mm-hmm. like, i think there are some areas where it's just like i see this and it's okay to believe this not everything needs to be a conspiracy um which obviously is a wider problem in the in the, in the entire world right now much bigger issues but i i just get an, get annoyed when you just you see those comments and simply because it takes away from the performance but it's like well why are you even a fan i mean why do you even call yourself a fan like i said there's a there's a big thick line between being uh naive and accepting every performance as pure and 100% and then getting fooled whenever those athletes come back and and test positive but doing treating the shoe thing as the exact same type of thing is is incorrect and a wrong way to go about being a fan. Yeah. I saw Shelby was responding to people on this. Oh, really? Uh, and she said, well, yeah, on Twitter. Uh, can another logical answer be that I work my ass off and I haven't been in a fast-paced 5K in two years? 
Yeah, I, that's pretty good. That's well, well. And played. then, and then the person responded, and then she said, "I'm sorry that you really think hard work, dedication, teamwork, and consistency is the most unlikely answer." Also, I don't wear the shoes. I wear the 2012, 2013 Nike Zoom Victory twos. Wow, I didn't know her spikes were that old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know a ton about spikes, but I remember standing next to her, her doing interviews in Doha, and people were asking about the spikes, and then she said, "No, these are the the victories," and then. Mm-hmm. Someone said, well, why don't you in the other ones? And she gave the answer about how she liked them more. Um, and we've talked to other athletes. I mean, Matt Sensowitz didn't, you know, I, he's worn the, the new spikes, but but I think went back to old ones in the in the postseason after USA's in, in 2019. So it's not that everyone, these new spikes that are supposedly, uh, you know, superior is that everyone's not putting them on. So even the people who are wearing them on a day-to-day basis aren't viewing them as some tremendous competitive advantage so yeah well, I, I think the, it's a moot point the, the problem is it, you look at you look at an improvement you look at a pr right and then you work backwards to try to figure out why that's not a legitimate performance right mm-hmm. yeah and, and you and you, you don't look at the things that i mentioned before about how it's been that long since they've run it in a fast pit you don't look at rabbits you don't look at any sort of other context you don't look at other prs that she ran she ran 354 and a 1500 last year you can look up on a pace chart what i mean 354 indicates a pretty dang fast 5000 you can yeah. look up what she ran you can look up what she ran indoors in a 3k right and that equated we said to 1428 1429 it's not a large leap to get to what she did on mm-hmm. on, on friday night so um Again, you have you have choices of how you want to perceive the facts, but I think anybody who's really been around running is always going to be a little bit skeptical. But people are all, always on know when there's a, a PR that's sort of out of whack that's like due to be pushed in line, right? And and or you know you you can look at a bunch of other reasons why um, someone ran fast, right? Like mm-hmm. how many and, and this wasn't the case in this in this. Uh, inner squad two but an inner squad an inner squad one and in the prequel the woody kincaid five thousand meter hour of of joy they had rabbits so late in the race like when else are they going to get that right so there's there's other there's other benefits there uh i want to ask you one more thing before we go uh of Mm -hmm. these of these four well actually no i want to ask you a different question who's going to be the star of inner squad three because so far we've had Mm. You've had Ahmed, Houlihan, mm-hmm. Schweizer. I guess the longest start, he went under 13. And then at first meet, you had Fisher, you had McGordy, and then you, of course, had Elise Cranny with the 14, 48, and then Frerich's running really fast. Who's going to be – we don't know any of the events, but whose turn no. is it next to drop something crazy? Well, we haven't seen a Matt, Matt Centrowitz, and I know he's not a time trialer. That's not his thing. So I'm tempted to think – of him making an appearance, but the fact that he hasn't shown up at all concerns me. Maybe he's just, you know, opting to use the sports term, opting out of these, uh, of these time trial events, just cause he's like, I'm too old for that. I've got an Olympic gold medal. I'll just wait until the races are real. So I'm actually going to go Josh Thompson. And I know we saw him in, in the first edition and I think he lost mm-hmm. a 1500. But when you run 334 indoors in a 1500, you think this guy can probably run closer to 331, 332 outdoors. So I, I've got to think that there's going to be a, a fast men's 1500 setup. That's the that's the next thing. And the the first one was underwhelming with a 339. But I'm going to go with Thompson for a really, really good 1500 if it can be paced right, which there is some concern, right? Because if you you got to bring somebody through 800 and whatever, 155, 156, not that no yeah, one can hard. do that, but but it's it's tough to do, um, and so that that it's a little bit tough. But you look at it, it's like, well, what else can they do? Because you're right with the steeplechase, that'd be fun to do a fast one. But who are you gonna have pace? Yeah. You have to go over barriers. So I look at the men's 1500, and I think Thompson, who was just running so well from late 2019 into the through the indoor season, I, I look at him as somebody who can really go fast. What about for you? I was going to say they'll try to figure out the steeple somehow, maybe not mm-hmm. on the men's side, but for the women. I mean, Frerich's running 1451 is, mm-hmm. right? 1451? Is that what you ran two weeks ago? 50. I, mean, I, I think 50. 50. Yeah. Sorry. My, my apologies, Courtney. Didn't want to short you a second there. Uh, 
look, PRs matter. Um, mm-hmm. I got to figure out a way somehow for that to happen. I'm not sure how it would be. I mean, maybe her and Quigley could, maybe there's someone on the, the Bowerman Track Club uh, elite group oh that my. could get them through like, that, that could get them through like two or three laps or something. And then they, they trade off the lead. I mean, steeples are, steeplers are used to going at it alone. When you brought out that 1500, it made me think about something. Cause Mohamed was in that 1500, that 339. What's that equate mm-hmm. to about a 356 mile. And what did yeah. he close in, in this 5,000? Yeah, pretty, pretty, he, he needs a solid running start. And then he's the, one of the better 1500 <laughs> meter runners in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's he, ridiculous. He basically, yeah. he basically closed in the, uh, exact same. Yeah. Uh, time that he ran. Yeah, he could be a good straight. pacer for a 1500. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's good at everything else. So why stop there? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was also interested to know of these, of these four that start in this, in this one, who do you think's most likely to up the ante later on in the summer in the, in the last two well, who Just Hulan. I mean, I, it's as far as somebody who is clearly super fit. I mean, Momed's clearly super fit. So too is Chris Weiser. But Houlihan has another distance she's a world-class at. And I, I don't think you can run faster than 354 in a time trial, like in, in this type of setting. One, because you don't have Safan Hassan mm-hmm. blowing the doors off. Every, you know, you're not running for your life like they were in, in Doha. But it just feels like Shelby's really eager to go and clearly in the best shape of her life. And, you know, she likes to race and you know usa she runs two distances like she's not Mm -hmm. somebody that seem she's she's i don't want to say not cautious but she's not as methodical it seems like with her racing as 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 maybe mohamed is who who does race a little bit less than her so i i could see her like you said if they want to do that 3k or if they're just like you know whatever let's get kate grace out there to take her through 800 and let's see how fast she can go into 15 i I think it'll be Houlihan continuing to to star, and uh, I think Mohamed. Although I'd love to see him go for the world record, I think he would happily go back to his pacing duties and say, "I'll I'll do that," <laughs> and uh, and then let other people take the the, the center stage. I think we're going to see more Houlihan, and it will it will not completely shock me if she lowers her fifteen hundred meter record. Although obviously, I will say that will be much much tougher. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm not going to be surprised by anything anymore, but I would yeah. be surprised if she does that. Yeah. That's, that's like yeah. a whole nother, yeah, yeah. a whole nother lever. I'm looking last year, you know how many five thousands Ahmed ran last year before Doha? Uh, two Ones or three. That he finished two. Yeah. And then he two. did the, the pacing. He ran a 1258 in Rome and then a 1354 at the Canadian championships in <laughs> 20, in 20, in 2017, he ran three, before the world yeah. championships and then one after. So not a, not an insignificant amount. And then 2016 before he got fourth in the Olympics, he ran pre the Canadian championships, then the Olympics and then Zurich. So he's racer. basically, yeah, he's racing four, four or five. I wonder the 10,000. I mean, he ran yeah, 26. I thought about that. He could obviously go way faster. Um, what do you think about a Lopez Lamong 10K attempt? Mm. I don't think he's fit I'm just throwing things out 26. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could get those guys back in the 10,000, right? I don't think he's, my opinion, is he's not. Certainly could Ahmed run faster than 1244. Yes, he's not American, obviously. But when you talk about Lopez Lamong trying to go for the American record, I don't think he could run 26, or is it 2644? Yeah, 2644. But it would be cool. It's, it's a. It, I'm just naming it, records I, now. What about the. Yeah, what yeah, about, yeah. What about the four by eight? How do you feel about that? Yeah. And then the blue jean mile. Are these guys going to consider that? Um, <laughs> can Mohamed break 1310 in blue jeans? Um, you got to, but... you got to keep upping the ante. That's the, that's the mm-hmm. thing. Like, how do you, how do you top this? Right. I mean, th- yeah, it's the 10,000. That's the, obviously the other distance. I just, do you get the guys together for that? Do they want to chase a 10,000? I mean, he's already broken 27. That's kind of the marker. How much faster can you go? Uh, you know, it's tough well, for know, Med because he, he's got both the records, the Canadian record, like the Canadian records are just his PRs. So it's like, what's the incentive here? 
I'm not going to get down to Kalei. Records. Yeah, North American records. Well, you do want to own the continent. I mean, you get the you get a country, and you're like, damn it, if I'm not going to take the entire continent. <laughs> it's a good place to leave it there. Thank yeah. you, Alon, for producing. Thanks everybody for listening. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.